0: Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Respiratory Medicine. I'm Richard Lane. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a trial looking at treatment for scleroderma-associated interstitial lung disease, a rare but devastating condition. Let's now hear from our guest interviewee, who is also one of the authors of the paper, introducing himself.
1: Hi, I'm Donald Tashkin. I'm an emeritus professor of medicine in the Division of Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine, at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA,
0: Dr. Tashkin, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet Respiratory Medicine on the podcast. We're discussing a paper in which you're one of the authors, and this concerns drug treatments for scleroderma-related interstitial lung disease. Before we go into the details of your paper, which is a trial, can you tell us a bit about scleroderma and its manifestations?
1: Scleroderma is an autoimmune moldy system disease of unknown etiology, it's believed to begin with injury to the tissues that's uh, followed by inflammation and abnormal healing leading to scarring involving the skin and uh, multiple internal organs. It affects the skin in, in uh, almost all cases and a number of, uh, of the uh, internal organs including the lung. Lung is involved probably about over, over, 70 in, over 70% of the uh, patients based on findings on high-resolution CT. However, only about 40% of patients with scleroderma develop clinically significant uh, interstitial lung disease with fibrosis.
0: Thank you very much. Why is interstitial lung disease such a big problem with scleroderma and how is it currently best treated?
1: Interstitial lung disease is the most common cause of death in scleroderma. The 10-year uh, survival is um, uh, not much better than uh, 60%. And unfortunately, we do not have any drugs currently that are approved for the, uh, for the treatment of this disease. So that is uh, responsible for a lot of investigative effort in developing uh, either new drugs uh, for the uh, treatment of this disease or reassessing or reevaluating older drugs for their possible efficacy. What we would like to do is to modify the course of the disease and uh, prevent the excessive rate of decline in lung function that's characteristic of patients with progressive interstitial lung disease due to scleroderma.
0: Now let's discuss the study in a bit more detail. Uh, you're an author, and this is uh, obviously a, a trial involving a drug comparison. What was the rationale for the drug comparison in this paper? Just, just outline the, the thinking here behind the study.
1: There have been a number of studies, as I, as I mentioned, evaluating uh, older drugs for the, uh, for the treatment of scleroderma. Scleroderma and scleroderma uh, interstitial lung disease, most of which have, have failed. The drug that was um, appeared to be the most effective of the older agents was cyclophosphamid. Now, we studied cyclophosphamid in the first scleroderma lung study called scler- Scleroderma Lung Study 1, against placebo and found that cyclophosphamide was indeed effective in actually improving uh, lung function and shortness of breath which is the cardinal symptom of interstitial lung disease and the maximum improvement occurred about 18 months after the initiation of therapy however after treatment was stopped the uh, improvements uh, disappeared uh, by uh, two years moreover cyclophosphamide is a toxic agent and is associated with an increased risk of cancer. Therefore, one has to be cautious about prescribing it long term. It was for that reason that uh, we were interested in evaluating a, um, uh, alternative uh, agents that would be uh, less toxic and could be given over the long term. Mycophenolate, which is an immunosuppressive uh, agent that has both antifibrotic and, and uh, immunomodulatory effects, has been evaluated in this disease, but only in uncontrolled studies. So most of the studies are retrospective and observational, Uh, It has been shown to be well-tolerated and to have favorable outcomes in scleroderma interstitial lung disease, but uh, there never had been a randomized controlled trial to confirm its its efficacy and safety uh, in the treatment of this disease, and that was the rationale for initiating scleroderma lung study two, uh, which compared mycophenolate given for two years in a dose of 1,500 uh, milligrams twice a day uh, versus cyclophosphamid given just for one year. We were concerned about long-term toxicity, so we gave it for only one year, as we had done in the first of lung study, followed by another year of placebo. It was a double-blind, double-dummy study so that patients didn't know which medication they were taking, even when they switched from cyclophosphamid to placebo for the second year.
0: Tell us the main study findings.
1: Both mycophenolate and cyclophosphamid uh, led to uh, statistically significant improvements in uh, the forced vital capacity, which was the primary endpoint, and it reflects the underlying interstitial lung disease, the physiologic uh, manifestation of interstitial lung disease, and it's the most commonly used endpoint in studies of scleroderma interstitial lung disease. The forced vital capacity improved uh, somewhere between two to three percent uh, predicted in both treatment arms. There was no difference between the two treatments, so that our primary hypothesis that cyclophosphamide would be superior to mycophenolate, when given for just one year and then followed by a year of placebo, mycophenolate given for a full two years was not uh, confirmed. However, what we did find was that mycophenolate was better tolerated than cyclophosphamide. There were uh, significantly fewer uh, withdrawals, 20 over the course of two years versus 36 for cyclophosphamide. A shorter time for withdrawal with, with uh, cyclophosphate, and there were more adverse events and serious adverse events that were attributed to uh, the studied drug in the cyclophosphate arm than the mycophenolate arm, leading to the conclusion that mycophenolate would be a superior option by virtue of the fact that it was similarly efficacious compared with cyclophosphate, but that it was better tolerated.
0: So, what does this mean for clinical practice? What do we know? I mean, from, clearly, microfenolate has a better um, profile in terms of the results from this study. What does that mean for clinical practice? What do we know about this drug, its um, affordability, its availability?
1: Yes, well, that's, of course, a very good question. Microphenolate is uh, rapidly becoming the standard of care, at least in the U.S. More and more rheumatologists and pulmonologists are using microphenolate for treating this disease, as opposed to cyclophosphate, although both agents are efficacious, as I mentioned. I understand that in other uh, countries, particularly in Europe, that there's less availability or less access to microphenolate, so that cyclophosphate might be the preferred uh, agent. I think that this problem of uh, availability and access is an important one and uh, certainly is going to be affecting physician practices with respect to the choice of the primary choice of, of a drug for treating scleroderma uh, and lung disease. However, the benefits with either drug are relatively modest, and so one would hope to improve on the, our findings with either mycophenolate or cyclophosphate and so there is much interest in evaluating newer agents for the treatment of this disease either alone or on top on a background of mycophenolate. There are drugs that have been approved for idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, another fibrotic disease involving the lung, two such drugs, nintetidib and Perfenidone, and so there are now trials either already initiated or planned to study the effectiveness of these agents when used on top of mycophenolate. Also, there is another agent, an inhibitor of alpha- uh, the uh, integrins that play a role in the uh, fibrotic process in, in, in this disease that is also about to be initiated, and that uh, experimental agent will be uh, evaluated on top of uh, of mycophenolate. In addition, there are some other drugs that have been looked at and uh, that uh, appear to be promising uh, such uh, as uh, anti-IL-6, IL-6 is a pro-inflammatory cytokine that pay, is felt to play a role in...
0: Interleukin-6, is this? and
1: in... inter- Interleukin-6, yeah. so the uh, uh, an- anti-interleukin-6... A molecule has been evaluated um, and uh, the results have not yet been published but appear to, appear to be promising. Rituximab uh, is a B-cell depleting agent which also uh, pe- uh, ha- has yielded promising results but um, at least preliminary results that have not yet been published.
0: Okay, so just a final thought on next steps for research. You've already covered some ground there. Do you think it's warranted or merited that there are there are specific new future research programs designed specifically looking at scleroderma and the respiratory issues around that, or do you think these other research areas of inquiry that you've just mentioned will, will, will be sufficient to cover the area of scleroderma?
1: That depends on what the results of those uh, studies are. I'm not sure what plans various pharmaceutical companies have for developing new agents specific for this disease. One problem is that scleroderma is an orphan disease. It affects uh, fewer than 50,000 individuals in the U.S. Uh, which might uh, represent a barrier to the pharmaceutical industry in terms of uh, investing uh, resources in developing new drugs for treating this disease with a relatively low prevalence. But it is a very serious disease, devastating disease, and we have limited uh, treatment options at the present time, so I I definitely believe it's worthwhile to proceed with new drug development if the existing drugs uh, fail to have a a more significant impact on the course of disease than we have observed in sclerotomy lung study, too.
0: Excellent. Well, it's been uh, very interesting uh, talking to you. That's uh, Dr. Donald Tashkin on the line from UCLA uh, in the United States. Many thanks, indeed, for getting up so early to talk to the Lancet respiratory. It's
1: my pleasure. Thank you.